Sex Communication, a podcast that explores how we communicate during sex and about sex, with explicit recordings and uninhibited conversation. My name is Brianne McGuire, founder of Graphic Paint and host of this uncensored adventure. Join me each week as I share crowdsourced audio files and interview a wide range of people about their private activities. The mission of this series is to change attitudes towards sex simply by changing the way it's communicated, one episode at a time. Sexy, sexy, sex stuff. Sex. Welcome to this week's quickie episode. This is how I got off from April 28th through May 4th. And I recently learned that May is Masturbation Month, so happy Masturbation Month to you. Uh, This is going to be a quick one, like a quick quickie, because it was a pretty slow week. Uh, So slow that Thursday was the highlight, and uh, (laughs) I can't even remember. There was only one day of this week before Thursday that I did masturbate, and I can't even remember which day it was. What I do remember is that... um, like I have a pretty fucked up sleep schedule normally. I, I'm an insomniac. I'm also a night owl. Um, so I wind up, you know, working very late, working at very odd hours and going to sleep maybe 5 a.m., uh, sleeping until late morning slash early afternoon, depending on, on how late I do manage to fall asleep. Um, but I periodically try to correct this and it usually doesn't go so well. It takes a while to sort itself out. So I'm in that phase right now. And so this was one of those nights where, you know, I was attempting to go to bed maybe three hours earlier and it just was not working. Um, so yeah, pulled out, you know, my magic wand and this new, that new vibrator with a little built-in handle, excuse me. Um, a fun factory one, the tiger, I think it's called if you're interested. Um, yeah. And it, was working pretty well. I was close, but it was one of those things where like it could have gone on for hours, not hours, but <laughs> it could have gone on for a really long time. And I, I don't have a lot of patience when I'm, um, masturbating alone. So I put on some porn, uh, which of course, you know, I linked to in the show notes, like I always do this week. It was just two clips. It's the same girl in both. And they're not very exciting. I will tell you for all of those people who feel the need to comment on the porn links that I post, in that judgy way, um, you know, not putting these things out there for your judgment. It's a, you know, this is what my week involved. Um, you know, anyway, uh, I got a little sidetracked there. Sorry. (laughs) Anyway. So like I said, there are two clips, they're brief, you know, I really just needed the smallest of pushes to kind of get me over the edge. Um, yeah. And then once that happened, I probably fell asleep. I can't remember that part now. I just remember, okay, there was porn and then, (laughs) and then there was orgasm and then I'm assuming there was sleep anyway. Um, so yeah, that was at the beginning of the week at some point, who knows when. And then Thursday I had an interview scheduled, um, with one of the male attendees from the party. Uh, he's the one, well, both of them came over, what was it, last week? This was the first one, the one that there was contact during the party. Um, yeah, so we had had uh, talks about doing an interview, you know, kind of uh, addressing the gender fluidity of attraction, you know. Um, I think it's really important for straight men especially to hear accounts of men who are largely straight, but, you know, have this openness and willingness to an interest, um, to 
try things sexually with men and how that, that doesn't, I don't know. It's one of those things like in a larger scale, like I fully support this idea that uh, sexual orientation is a spectrum, you know, so it makes sense to me that, you know, there's fluctuations like, yes, maybe this is, you know, this one gender I'm predominantly attracted to, but that doesn't mean that I can't be attracted to any other gender or any, you know, anywhere in the gender spectrum, you know, like people that are hermaphrodites or trans or, you know, like there's, why do we need to be so, so segregated about these feelings? Um, so yeah, his flexibility is, uh, it's appealing to me personally, but, you know, I also think this is, uh, I think it could be a good start of a series of, of things because he's not the first um, nor the only uh, man that I know right now that this is, you know, part of their their uh, sexual identity and experience. And, you know, I know a lot of guys who, like, they don't even want to talk about it. And I think it would be helpful to hear these kind of firsthand accounts. Anyway, um, so that's coming and other interviews kind of supporting the same subject will, will be coming as well. But anyway, so he was scheduled to come over Thursday and he didn't tell me until he got here that, um, he was especially concerned with, um, his voice being very distinct. He does work where his voice is used and he thought it would be recognized. Um, so anyway, he wanted me to, uh, distort it (laughs) and, well, one, I don't have the capability of doing that now. Otherwise, my own voice would get distorted because I don't have a way of separating the vocal tracks at the moment. My setup um, does not currently involve a mixer. So there are like some tech um, obstacles in the way of that. Anyway, so I did, you know, look at it as, okay, well, one, this is an opportunity for me to like, you know, really bite the bullet and upgrade my system so that I can, you know, I just would have expanded capabilities, have a, an upgraded setup. So we made a rain-checked uh, schedule for two weeks from now. Um, but after we made that agreement, it was like, I don't know, it just brings up some other issues because he's maybe the third person who has asked me to distort their voice, you know, that they wouldn't be willing to do an interview otherwise. And um, I don't know, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not 100% comfortable with it. You know, like what kind of message does this say about, you know, participating, participating in a project that's about honesty and, uh, you know, not suffering from shame, you know, if you're going to not share your own voice, like literally not share your own voice. Um, so I'm struggling with that, but working it out, but nevertheless, it will result in me getting a better setup. So there's that. Anyway, so he didn't want to waste my time, I guess. So uh, (laughs) our compromise was that he would masturbate and I would record it. And of course, you know, that turned me on a bit. We all had this rapport and this experience masturbating together. So then I started masturbating and then we both came and it was a happy day. Um, Yeah. And then Friday, I guess probably still high off that memory. um, I beat off with toys. No porn was needed. So that went well. And then Saturday, number 54, who you may remember from episode nine and also episode 17, um, we had run into each other recently. We've also been in contact because he is also one of those men who, um, you know, is open to playing with other men and, um, like a straight identifying man that's open to playing with other men. I should clarify. And so I woke up to a message from him Saturday saying, you know, my test results came in. I'm negative. 
Um, you know, so he's cleared for sex service, which I was very excited about. And upon learning that, I was like, okay, well, let me try to get something together for tonight. You know, this, uh, this guy who was just over, you know, let me reach out to him. We'd been, I'd been talking to each of them about this, trying to, you know, <laughs> warm them up for each other and the whole act. Um, and I never heard back from him. So I don't know if he got cold feet or it was, you know, we had some additional discussion about it when he had come over on Thursday and he seemed kind of put off by the fact that, you know, I was making this guy get tested, but like I was making him get tested so that we could have sex without a condom, which, you know, we had also talked about. So I don't know. It was like, he's a little skittish, I think about number 54, but also, you know, none of them have met. So whatever. Um, but another strange turn. So Saturday, uh, one of my exes, number 12 on the list was, uh, was coming over. He was on his way when all of this conversation via text is happening with number 54. And this is the same person who was, um, you know, the, one of the participants in my (laughs) first and only, uh, failed attempt at having a male, male, female threesome. Um, and he's number 12 on my list, just, you know, in the order of me assembling the list, not chronologically. Anyway, so I thought that this could be a redemption opportunity and he might be into it. So I told number 54 that, uh, but I was going to wait until he arrived and then ask him instead of like throwing this on him in transit. Um, and he had, uh, you know, a similar thing of, of how I would react in this situation, right? Well, I, do I, am I going to like this person? Am I going to have a connection to him? You know, it's really difficult. I'm learning. Like, I I think I was a little biased with men. Like, oh, you know, the opportunity to have sex. Like, of course, they're going to jump on it. They're not going to have any concerns about feelings and connection and attraction and chemistry. And lo and behold, they're all very concerned about that. So a new opportunity for a party, perhaps, you know, a, a male mixer of sorts, male group sex mixer. I don't know. Um, but it was just interesting, you know, because (laughs) I think I went into it thinking, you know, the biggest part of this battle is finding the guys that are willing to do this. Um, and really it's becoming more about finding guys that, um, I don't know, I guess like a group situation that that's the attraction where, I don't know, I guess it's the difficulty and challenge is not lying where I thought it would lie. Um, Cause yeah, it's almost like <laughs> my world is lousy with the straight guys that are, are hetero flexible and bi curious. So, which is a great thing. I love that. Um, but anyway, so food for thought. Anyway, like I said, it's masturbation month and I hope you enjoy it and take advantage of this celebratory month and I'll talk to you Friday. Take care. Thanks for listening to this episode of sex communication. Did you like it? I hope so. If you did, please subscribe. If you'd like to know more about this episode or how you can be a part of the podcast, visit graphicpaint.com slash sexpodcast for details. You'll also find additional episodes, background on this project, contact information, and tips for submitting your own audio files. I'm looking for more people to interview, homemade recordings of sexual activity, and audio production assistance. If any of this interests you, please reach out. It's my goal with this podcast to bring some filth to your ears, change the conversations around sex, change some perspectives, and maybe even change the world. I hope you'll join me. Sex.